Hello and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One, the podcast where we take an in-depth look at one narrative or story-focused game and give our thoughts about it. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And this week we played Life is Strange 2, Episode 3, Wasteland. 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 This episode was released May 9th, so pretty recently here. Um, I think the game is still around $40. It's kind of hard to tell. It's been a while since we bought it, and I think you can buy episodes individually, so I don't know how much they cost individually. Um, still developed by Don't Not Entertainment and still published by Square Enix. Yes, yes, yes. So um, we're going to dive right in because usually we keep these episodes to a bit uh, shorter. shorter. So we're going to step through each part of... Well, that's a lie. We, we don't try ever to keep these episodes to a bit short. We want That's to. The problem. You're cursing us right now as we speak. Um, we uh. want to keep these episodes to a bit shorter. So we're going to uh, start off right at the bat. I think this episode was pretty entertaining. So again, as I usually do, I recommend you try it out before. We're going to step-by-step uh, step with the um, plot here. And I'll give you kind of a brief summary of the first two episodes if you haven't been playing or you kind of forgot about it. So Hopefully forgot, because this summary is not going to be enough if you haven't been listening or playing. No, yeah, it, it, it could get to the right ideas. Yeah, so, it's been um, a couple months. Yeah, so uh, we have two brothers, Sean and Daniel. Uh, their father was wrongly shot by a police officer in their hometown. Uh, the, uh, the younger brother, Daniel, has these uh, super psychic abilities, and he essentially just flipped a... Uh, car on to a police officer and then they made an escape um, and as they ran they met up with their grandparents who took care of them for a couple months but uh, then they were discovered by the police again they ran away again and um, uh, as they were running away they saw a train and uh, they hopped on that train and kind of um they also met two characters named uh, Cassidy and Finn, who are kind of these like hippy dippies a little bit uh, that we learn a lot mm-hmm. more about mm-hmm. as we as we go on here. Uh, but we met them in the other town that our grandparents, your, your grandparents, were in, and uh, we are kind of jumping forward here. But before Boom. that, just like that, six hours covered. Yes, beautifully six done. hours covers. Yep. Uh, but before that, we get a flashback. Uh, it's six months before the incident. A little bit shocking jumping right back into it. It was kind of yeah. cool. I was I was very surprised that they, they started this episode off with a flashback. Yeah, so uh, Daniel sneaks into your room, and he's digging through your backpack while you're jamming out to your good, good tunes. And uh, you see him at the corner of your eye, and you're like, you little shit! And you chase after him, and uh, as you kind of hassle him around the living room, you break Dad's trophy. And like, obviously, this is six months before the event, so he's... Yeah, still around. You broke his uh, mechanic trophy, and uh, he's really upset. You know, you you two are getting on his laughing nerves. I, I like the the line, "This is my house too," and it, I don't know. It just resonated with me for some weird reason. And um, then, kind of, Dad has a private talk with you and says he kind of has to be more of a role model for Daniel. Uh, you go in to apologize to Daniel and figure out why he was sneaking around in your backpack. It turned out he just kind of wanted this watch because. Uh, you know, you said that you would go with him to the thrift store and get him a watch. And he's the real reason why he's upset is because you have not been spending as much time with him. Uh, and you've been spending more time with your high school friends because, you know, you're in high school. Uh, that's so what you do. That's what you do. Uh, so I think 
this connects a little bit later, but I think it kind of, uh, the reason it was here is to come later, but also because it just kind of grounded us back a little bit. And I was wondering how you felt about this, uh, this scene. I fucking, I was in. I really liked the scene. I think it worked very well. I think showing a little bit of that, like, ordinary life pre all the chaos that's happened works extraordinarily well given like how quickly this game catapulted you into the sort you know sort of survivalist scenario uh, and also just that scene where daniel tells sean that like essentially he's acting out and acting like a brat because he misses him and he never spends time with him anymore like oh boy i was getting some serious younger brother flashbacks yeah ooh, boy me too like i never had a conversation quite that earnest with my brother but i 100 percent know that feeling uh and i don't know that this game has so quickly like hit a very specific emotion for me in the past. So th- this whole scene worked extremely well. Also great jams. Just great jams top to bottom. Yeah, yeah. This, this got some pretty good jams. I like this, and especially because it transitions really well into the actual like post-prologue uh, here, is you are... And keep in mind, we don't know that like how many months later this is or what's going on. Uh, but Daniel, or I'm sorry, uh, Sean just has this like wicked long hair, and he's in a mm-hmm. tent. And you just kind of look around, and well, he's got like sixteen hundred dollars, I think. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, something way like more that. than I had in the end of the episode two. At yeah. the end of episode two, fuck, words are hard sometimes. They and... are hard, but also, you know what else is hard? Realizing that hey, you made such an emphasis on my money and like saving it <laughs> and like being careful with it and like my decisions would affect my money. I was so into that. I'm like, I'm not gonna buy that nice ten dollar bread. Fuck that. <laughs> I'll eat soup cans. Well, it turns out it doesn't matter because six months <laughs> later. On. You'll eat the soup cans? <laughs> Not canned soup, the soup can. Yeah, I eat the whole aluminum. I said, Daniel, you're going to eat the soup can. And he's like, I don't want to. Anyways, <laughs> that was my Daniel impression. <laughs> Very good. Uh, yeah, no, I definitely, I, I had a, a hint of that when I checked my wallet and was like, ooh, I'm, ooh, I've got a lot more money. So... What's the deal with that? I wonder if they're gonna like roll it back. I or... think I think someone's gonna steal your money at I the end of this. Uh, well, I like to think that maybe somebody over at Don't Not Entertainment was like getting ready to plan everything out for episode three, and then accidentally deleted the file that had everyone's <laughs> like money on the server, and they're like, "Fuck, fuck, 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 fuck." Okay, okay, okay. We gotta work around that. That idea is dead now. Yeah. Yeah, let's give them $1,600. The actual reason is much, much smarter. So <laughs> they've been they've been on this, uh, they've been working at this, um, I guess pot farm is probably the best way to just like, some would say it's the exact way to describe it. Yeah, I guess so. A illegal pot farm. A legal pot farm. That's what I was trying to find. Um, so they're working on an illegal pot farm and... Um, you kind of wake up in this middle of this and it takes you like, I knew it from the teaser of the next, you know, the last season that this is what would be happening. But I kind of like, I love how they put you in the scene of this camp. Cause you're like in a camp in the middle of the redwoods with all these mm-hmm. kind of like hippie, uh, hippie characters that we're going to get into a little bit. And, um, they don't really tell you directly. Like, it doesn't feel as forced where they're like, wake up, 
Sean, we are late for our job at the weed factory. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, they, they let you figure it out, and I respect that. Um, but anyways, Sean's got that long hair, large amount of cash. Um, you kind of meet these different characters that apparently you've been hanging out with for quite a while, but us as players are meeting. Um, and you walk into the woods, uh, where Daniel's supposed to be, and he's practicing throwing knives with this character that, again, you met at your, you know, the grandparents town named Finn. Um, and you're starting to realize that um, Finn and Daniel are pretty close. They, um, uh, Daniel kind of looks up to Finn as being that, like, really cool kid. I can see him being, like, if you were ever kind of, like, a fan of one of your brother, like, older brother's friends or something like mm. that. Very much like that. Um, yeah. And he's practicing throwing knives. And obviously with Daniel's psychic powers, he's just hitting aces left and right um and finn's like ah cool man like can you also try because maybe you know you're just as good as he is and then uh sean gives it a shot you hit a couple with your own you know abilities and then daniel throws one or two of yours off and this is kind of the um theme of a lot of what's going to happen in this chapter is uh daniel's Daniel's kind of a little bitch in this chapter, and I understand why. I get why. I get why. But he's definitely kind of – he's a little bit um, – He's a brat. He's, he's a brat being a bit sure. of a brat. Um, so then you kind of uh, post that scene. You sit down with him, talk him about if he's – you know, you shouldn't be using your powers and stuff like that. And you notice that he is no longer wearing the watch that you gave him – uh, all those months ago in the flashback, but is wearing a uh, some kind of bracelet that Finn gave him. And you can choose whether to bring up the bracelet or the watch. And I don't know why, but I had a hard time with this decision. I don't really? know why. Yeah, I don't know why I had such a hard time with it. Oh, man. This felt like the most nothing decision to me. It was like, yeah, like, I want the dialogue option where you say, hey, you're not wearing your watch anymore. Like, But, like... Let the kid be himself, you know? I'm not saying, hey, wear my watch, jack <laughs> off. I'm saying, hey, why are you wearing that bracelet? Like, it seems like you're not wearing your watch anymore. Yeah, but, like, who cares about that either? Like, who cares if he's wearing the watch or bracelet? Why I would mean, you even you know, care about to ask? It's symbolic of, like, him kind of eschewing you as a, a role model or authority figure in his life. And I think, like, addressing mm. that just made sense for the character hmm i guess so i don't know why i just had a struggle with this and thinking about like because there's there's also a theme of like daniel is independent because he's also working and he's very much you know without a family he's transitioning a little bit too fast into being an adult and i don't know it was like i felt some of those themes early and i was I was worried that if I would have said something else, he would have rebelled harder or, like, This was the fucking more. choice. This, this choice decided the entirety of the rest of the episode. <laughs> you never know. It probably didn't. But, uh, anyways, so at this point on, uh, you get the a Honk Honk and this character named Big Joe uh, is and his big fucking truck. You uh, <laughs> At this point, anyway, you get the Honk Honk. <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll edit a real hot beautiful way to describe it. I love it. <laughs> and uh, it's time to go to work at the weed farm. Whoop whoop. So uh, you and Finn and Daniel and Cassidy and all your other uh, you know farm mates get in the back of the truck, and um, you are talking with Cassidy, who you've uh, kind of gotten to be more friendly with, and you're just kind of watching Finn and Daniel joke around and talk and i think sean's a little jealous <laughs> yeah i think you're right uh so do you want to like kind of talk about this one or do you want to I, I think i do want to talk about the opening and i struggle because not a lot actually like happens in the opening but i do want to talk about um their ability to kind of set tone very yeah. quickly um which i think uh was very good. I mean, I'll say up top, it's going to become very apparent. I think this was my favorite episode of season two by Same. a pretty wide margin. Same. Um, but I think they do such a phenomenal job of like setting this kind of new tone, introducing these new characters, and and letting you know what the story is going to be just in this scene right here. Um, and I think part of that, and and I'll touch on this throughout the entirety of it, is this episode feels more adult to me and not like in the characterization but just in the like the style of storytelling it feels like it is more willing to trend toward that um and and i think they do that by doing things like duncan said where they don't hold your hand and explain everything to you they just assume that oh well you'll figure out everything that's going on you'll figure out the relationships between these characters um this was i think the first life is strange game ever that just like had blatant nudity and it's just like hey Here's Cassidy's tits. And it's like, oh, this was literally, this hasn't happened in any Life is Strange game before. It took me very far back because I didn't think they would ever do that as a studio. To be honest, um, it was such a, like, it was, I, I felt the same way. And then I, I second looked and I'm like, is that Cassidy? No, that's a dude's chest. That guy's just got really <laughs> nice pecs. No, those are tits. No, those are yeah. definitely tits. Okay. I felt the same way. And like, but they did, they did it and, like, it was... It was like, oh, That's man, tasteful. the studio is doing this. That's weird. But in the context of the game, it didn't feel weird at all. Yeah. And I think they they just they nailed that so well. Um, and I think the juxtaposition between your final conversation with Daniel in the prologue being like him opening up to you about how he misses you and you don't spend enough time together. Uh, and then the first conversation you have with Daniel in present time basically being him not wanting to talk to you because he feels like you don't care about him again. I think that was like just a very powerful way to open the episode. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And like, and I think some of the side characters, you know, it's fun to walk around and like know that you're in the middle of this. Cause I don't think the episode would be very successful at all. If like it was centered around them being introduced to this community because you already kind of know some of them, and like I will say that I the the introductions to these new characters. I don't you don't get anything of Ingrid and Anders who we'll talk about, um, but the introduction of Jacob and um, who else? Penny. You meet Penny. Penny. Yeah, you meet Penny there, who's kind of like a conspiracy theorist, like seems way too high sort of guy. And I think you also see Hannah there, who's just sort of standoffish. Like the introduction of those characters made me worry that I wouldn't like any of the characters and that they yeah. would all be like poorly written and forced but it was really just like 
a little bit too much. And then some of the characters, I think, were still well-written. It's just it took me a minute to get there. But, yeah, like, when I first met Jacob, I was like, oh, fuck. Is this going to be a bad episode? I hope yeah. this isn't a bad episode. Because <laughs> the, vo- the voice acting wasn't stellar either. So I'm like, is this going to be a weirdly voice acted, not great episode? But, yeah, yeah. I think it... It, it you definitely came back as someone interesting, but anyways, uh, you wanna you wanna take us into that next part? Yeah, we'll move on. So you um you get off the truck that Big Joe is driving, and the thing about Big Joe is that his character model is intrinsically attached to an assault rifle, <laughs> which I hate. Like they they just drew that as part of his character. I don't know if he's ever not physically touching it. Yeah, um, I don't think but, so either. But you get to your illegal weed farm job, um, and sorry, one you know, more time on that one. You get to your illegal weed farm job. Oh, I thought you said legal. Okay. No, 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 no. It's okay. Is weed legal in California? I thought weed was legal in California at this point, but maybe not. It isn't it medically legal, but maybe? I feel like you can still. But there's a conversation that's had at some point where he's like, "The minute they make that shit legal," because Penny says, "The minute they make it legal, the minute we lose all of our jobs because they won't give yeah. jobs to people who don't have papers." I know it's not in the fiction of the game. I just thought for some reason it was in reality, but maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe it's not. I I think it is. It no, is, it is. Yeah, cannabis in California is legal for both medical and recreational use, but I don't know when. Huh. Uh, it looks like in 2016, so maybe the later half of 2016, I think they voted I... in. So it wouldn't have been legal. I think this game starts at the early part of 2016. So yeah. Weird. Okay. There's right on the edge there. That was just a thing where I was like, wait, hold on. This yeah. takes place in California, right? Anyway, you go to this illegal weed farm, um, and we're introduced to this character, Merrill, who is kind of the the boss of the weed farm, who kind of seems like he runs a pretty tight ship. Uh, and he gets everybody in line and basically tells them, like, hey, you're here to work, not fuck around, because they're all, like, joking around. And then he gives different people jobs. Um, and... He tells about half of them to go inside and cut weed buds. I don't know all the good terminology. I'm just going to yeah. say cut buds. That's yeah. probably right. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, and the other half of people have to like just move debris around because a storm ran through. Yeah. And Daniel decides, you know, because he gets, he gets on the job of trimming buds, uh, and he decides he wants to switch. So he, like, vocalizes that in front of Meryl and asks if they want to switch and, like, makes some jokes. And Meryl shuts it down again, telling them they're here to work. And everyone goes inside, but right before you go inside, Meryl takes you to the side and says, like, hey, like, I'm putting my ass on the line here. Like, if your little brother keeps, you know, fucking up and making scenes, like, you're both out of here. Uh, and then he makes, like, a very good point, which is, hey, I've got a kid on a weed farm, so, like, we we got him. <laughs> you can't be fucking around like that. Yeah. And, like, yeah. yeah, why did he take this nine-year-old to work on his weed? That's, like, triply illegal. Yeah, there's there's got to be a trip, trip illegal there. I, it seems so bizarre it, it, that, that this would happen. Like, I just don't understand why. Hmm. I guess it makes sense. But also, it doesn't. Like, I mean, why I wouldn't wonder, he just stay at the camp? But I guess that means more money. Himself. What if there's bears? You know, that's true. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I mean he's fine. Daniel could kill him. But <laughs> yeah, obviously, Daniel can kill a bear. We can talk about what Daniel can do later. But you know, like, damn, I don't know. It's it's it's, just, it's weird. From Merrill's point of view, from this guy who's like yeah. clearly ex-military, <laughs> runs a tight ship. He's just like, mm, what's that kid? Eight. 
Yeah, he'll work. Dope. Get him on my weed farm. Well, I mean, see, there's the thing is I actually really like Meryl as a character. I think he's kind of like he's one of the he may run a tight ship and everything like that, but he's like kind of understandable in some ways, shapes and form. He's like, listen, I know I'm busting your balls here, but like I can't have this happen. And yeah. he's very straightforward about these things. And I feel like he is because like, you know, being a drug lord with, you know, at probably somewhat evil of some kind, way, shape, or form. Yeah, probably. You've probably done some shit. But, like, I really, I'm kind of sick of, like, every drug lord being, like, this chaotic, evil, fucking, like, criminal mastermind, like, wants to destroy mm-hmm. the world or, you know, take everything. And it's kind of like, he's just kind of, he's a very neutral party, it feels like. Um, and I and I like that. Uh, yeah. He feels in control, like, he wouldn't be afraid to fuck you up, but he doesn't want to have to fuck you up. You exactly. Know? He seems like he has uh, a soul still. He is infinitely more interesting as a character than Big Joe, who's just like, I'm big and I got a gun. <laughs> Shut up. Salt rifle, which is definitely <laughs> necessary. <laughs> I will fucking put 80 rounds into that nine-year-old <laughs> if he doesn't trim buds well. <laughs> so this chapter is like, for me, it was like, half educational about how weed works and also like half just life is strange but i learned a lot about weed i felt like i feel like i don't know if i learned anything true about weed i think i i didn't know you had to trim the buds me neither not sure if it's true probably is though it's a plant so it makes sense anyway speaking of trimming the buds the next (laughs) part of the game is like 12 minutes of you (laughs) engaging in this mini game where you have to like correctly time button presses to trim the weed buds better and quicker (laughs) and like this part fucking sucks it's like a rhythm game but there's no music and it's so fucking slow and it's so slow it's so slow but i will say i really enjoyed the conversation that happened like in the middle of it it sucks in the sense that like that we had to trim weed for 12 minutes but it didn't, the, like, I liked the conversation that was being had. Yes. As, like, when I say this part sucks, I guess I should clarify that, like, the mini game yeah. sucks. It's not yes. fun. It, it's difficult. And I was just like, it's yo, difficult? Life is Strange. Yeah, it was a li- I kept fucking up. Um, Life is Strange shouldn't be about, like, hey, how quickly and correctly can you time button presses? Because that's not interesting. And <laughs> they don't do a great job weed, with it. son. <laughs> um, but there is a an argument that breaks out between... Um, Cassidy, who's the girl we met previously, who's just kind of, like, very laid back, plays guitar, um, and Hannah, who is kind of a, I looked at her as more of, like, a gruff older sister type, um, and oh. basically, yeah, Hannah gets on Cassidy's ass about not having a lot of work ethic, um, and that she shouldn't be complaining so much, and I think there's, there's, there's a good amount of character development that happens there between those two, and I do also think there's just some good, like, inter-office back and forth between them, like, all of the people trimming the weed buds and Big Joe for a little bit, like, trying to sort of lay down the law, but also not really caring enough to lay down the law, and then eventually just, like, pulling out his phone and playing the same game that Daniel used to play on his phone. Which is amazing. I thought all of that was really fun. Yeah, I love how Daniel says he had the high score on there, and Big Joe's (laughs) clearly uh, offended by not having, also having the the high score. It's great. Uh, um, it's good. Like, uh, it's good. Um, so yeah, you you finish trimming weed buds and do I don't know a good a bad job. I think I got like twelve. I have no measure of if that's dog, good or bad. I got sixteen weed buds. 
Wow, dude, you've got. Th- <laughs> yeah, go ahead. very good. You're no, go good ahead. At with trimming weed. No, I don't know weed terminology. It was bullshit though. Is like what? you'd be trimming weeds, and all of a sudden the the circles that you had to time would get all squiggly, and it's like you need to wash your scissors. It's like you had yeah. to wash your scissors every like thirty seconds. What the fuck? Well, I mean, yeah, maybe you had to wash it every 30 seconds, Mr. fucking Speedman over here. <laughs> 16 buds. Jesus. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so you, you eventually leave that because your shift is over, uh, and then you return to the camp. Um, and this is kind of the first instance where you get to, like, walk around, talk to different people. You have some chores that you need to complete, um, you know, filling water containers and bringing them over to, like, the shower and um, – somewhere else i forget where cooking station i think i don't remember yeah um you feel but yeah so that's just sort of the uh the general stuff you have to do there but the conversations you have with different people are really the the standout moment at the end of this part um and i don't remember specifically when all of these conversations happen but you get like a really good talk with hannah who's that gruff older sister where she basically says like hey you know Sorry, I'm busting your balls, but I'm, like, trying to be really protective, and you're new here, and this is, like... Here's my backstory. Yeah, here's kind of what I'm all about. Um, Do you talk to Ingrid and Anders at this point? I feel like I didn't talk to them that much, but I know that I missed conversation options with them. I didn't talk to them basically at all until the end where they're like, you can take some of our stuff if you want. (laughs) I didn't even do that. I missed so many conversation options Essentially, they're both from... A different country, Sweden. Swedish, yeah, Sweden, yeah, and they're here on a traveler's uh, or a visitor's visa, but they want to stay, I guess. Yeah, they like ran out of money while traveling the country. Uh, yeah, and so they're supposed to be like working to get that money, and they're like, "I'll work at this illegal weed farm to keep getting money, <laughs> so we can keep traveling." Um, so they're just like passing through the camp, basically. Yeah, um, you get conversations with both Finn and Cassidy who are kind of the two major characters um, other than Sean and Daniel. Uh, Cassidy's playing guitar and most of her dialogue option comes if you decide to draw her because Mm -hmm. you have that option to draw one or the other. I don't know if you did or not. I drew Cassidy. Okay yeah so you got the same dialogue I did where you know she kind of talks to you a little bit about like her background a little bit about how. Did you call her your muse? Did you say I did that? not. Oh my god, it's no. so cringy. It's so cringy. He's, oh boy, you're like your character. If you draw her, she like tussles you for the uh, for the drawing. And uh, let me tell you, it's cringy in all the best ways. Not like okay. that it's yeah, yeah. you know a yeah. bad scene. But she's like, oh, let me see it. She's kind of got she's got a little bit of a southern twang from it. She's from Texas, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, and you can say like, well, or she's like, where'd you learn how to draw like that? And he's like, well, you know my inspirations for how to draw things come from what i see and from people oh. like from people like you and she's like oh i'm kind of like your muse huh and he's like <laughs> yes <laughs> it's such a so one of the other big themes of this episode is like this is kind of when Sean gets to do anything romantically with anyone. Um, well, yeah, I mean, thus far. God, where was that in the first two episodes? <laughs> where were all the romance okay. options with that? That <laughs> never mind, never mind. Cut that. Um, <laughs> so there's kind of like a burgeoning romance that can happen between Cassidy and Sean in like a very 
awkward way, and I'm like 100% here for it. I love how awkward and uncomfortable Sean is around Cassidy, and I think it's it's fucking great. And she just thinks he's like kind of cute for the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so that's really good. And you get some good backstory about her and kind of how she ended up where she is. Um, and then you can also talk to Finn, and Finn just sort of talks to you about life a little bit. Um, he has a really good line where... I don't think humor comes across very well in games a lot, and I don't think Life is Strange necessarily does humor intentionally very well. Yeah. Um, but there's a really good part where Finn is, like, kind of whittling a stick and <laughs> is talking about how, like, oh, you know, you know, Sean's like, oh, where'd you learn that? And he's talking about how he learned it from, like, an Inuit in Alaska, and, you know, he taught him all these ancient techniques, and sometimes he'll just start and something amazing will come out of it, and he, like, holds out his stick, and it's just the stick but it has slightly less bark on it uh, and then he cracks up and tells you that he's just fucking with you and i thought that was really good like yeah. that's a really good bit of character work and it made me like finn so much more than i liked him when he was first introduced in episode two yeah same here same here. um yeah so after that you you know you do your chores you help other people with chores you you know what is it called when you take the skin off the potatoes? It's Peeling not called it. skinning potatoes. Peeling, Peeling potatoes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you peel some potatoes. You uh, you can help Daniel wash the dishes. Oh, my God. This is the most set. boring part of the game. Please skip it. <laughs> I liked it. I liked all the little character interactions. Um, but then you you know had agreed to help Daniel practice his power, basically. Yeah, so, and so you go down to meet him by the lake. Yeah, so you you had a kind of a, a talk with Daniel before where, like, it's like, hey, I feel like we're not, like, you know, jiving like we used to. And he's like, well, you know, you're spending time with other people, and we haven't been practicing our powers at all. And, like, you know, mm-hmm. and, and he's like, all right, tonight we'll go by the lake and we'll practice your powers. So that's kind of where that comes from. Uh, so he, Daniel, uh, you know, they find a secluded spot. Uh, Daniel is now... Mm, magneto but with anything like yeah fucking anything yeah. though not metal yeah. just anything uh so he shows you uh he just lifts an entire tree uh to get you to to a good spot um and then you're kind of like as sean like all right let's do our fun little power training and my <laughs> first one that i did was like hey b- blow up these ugly gross mushrooms bruh yeah. and then He's like, okay, and then he puts his hand out and then explodes an entire tree stump. And they have this perfect music. I love this, like, there's, like, this kind of, like, I don't want to call it, like, a shock, but, like, a kind of, like, disturbing melody of, like, it's a perfect musical representation of realizing that, like, holy shit, there's, there's, like, I got to keep this in check kind of thing and it's like this like realization of oh my god this is serious and this is big Mm -hmm. and it's getting bigger and more powerful as time goes on and the more he practices and Mm -hmm. it plays this kind of like throughout the scenes as he makes like these five rocks like fly around the sky in this beautiful formation and dance on the water and then he you know, uh, Sean throws up two pine cones and he uses one rock to destroy them both before they fall. And it's like this, this insanely powerful kid right now. And so like at the end of that, he's like, all right, cool. But however, comma, uh, 
Uh, can you not use your powers around people? Are we making sure that we're doing that? And Daniel's like, uh, no fucking shit. And, you know, it, they swear a lot in this game. I seem to remember telling my, and I actually like this a lot. I seem to remember telling him like, hey, we don't swear still. And in this chapter, <laughs> it's no holds barred. Daniel drops more F-bombs than I probably do in this whole podcast. Like, Daniel's working on an illegal weed farm, all right? He's different now. <laughs> he's very different now. Um, but he's like... God fucking damn it, my big brother! You fuck now. <laughs> he just pretty much says that uh, he's an. He feels like he's an adult now, and he doesn't need you to like you know watch over him. And he's kind of growing as his own person. Um, and he feels like he's an adult. And Sean says my favorite line ever. That is that uh, is I don't like this new emo Daniel. <laughs> I don't like it. By the way, that's like the. A rare myth for the voice. <laughs> yeah. Do people say emo anymore? I don't know. I feel like Probably. no one says emo anymore. I also feel like he's misrepresenting what the idea of emo is just because his little brother's being a brat. Yeah. So I feel like that is something that like I would say, though, when I was like 15 and when I wanted to describe someone being like over a little over-emotional. Like you're being yeah. emo. Uh, anyways, so um, Daniel is like, and he looks at the lake, and he pulls out an enormous, like, giant tree trunk. from because yeah, it's from one of the giant redwoods near all the trees they're staying at. Yeah, and uh, lifts it out of the water while making direct eye contact with Sean, and then drops it right back into the lake. Can we talk about how big of a power play this is? It was such a big power play. <laughs> it was... It was... <laughs> It was crazy, dude. The the, the, the the underwhelming part is I'm like, when he drops that, it, they're going to be fucking soaked. It just makes a little splish splash. It doesn't yeah, do well, much. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, they don't want to draw them all wet. That's a whole different character, Miles. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this was, this was cool. I really liked the scene because the last time that we got Daniel using his powers was... You know, the last time that we did, like, a training scene, it was like, oh, hey, come on, you can do it. You can, like, lift up this snowball. You can do yada, yada, yada. And this was, like, kind of a creepy scene. It was terrifying. It worked really, really well. Yeah, and I, the, I I swear, the music, and like, like, really told us, if we didn't feel like that already, it told us how to feel in that moment of, like, how Sean mm-hmm. was feeling without having to say it. And, mm, mm, I love that shit. <laughs> mm, that gets me... Gets you what? Hello? I think the <laughs> podcast disconnected for a second. Yeah, Viewers, are you was. still with us? Good. <laughs> Woo! I don't know what happened there. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I like this uh, a lot. You want to walk us through the kind of epilogue of that part before we move on? Uh, Yeah. So um, you return to your camp. You have a nice little fire. And uh, I think... I think Daniel's kind of just cool now. He's kind of chill now for some reason. Like, they don't really address what happened. He's he's a little more chill. He tries to drink my beer, and I'm like, yo, fuck no. And he tries to take a hit off my yeah. fucking bong. Did you, like, did you smoke? Uh, I didn't smoke. I drank. Okay. Well, no, no, I did. I did. I didn't take extra hits off the bong, but I smoked when they were, like, passing around the joint. I did not smoke when they were passing around the joint. I was a good boy in front of my little brother. No well, smoking. Your little brother, little brother works on a weed farm, so maybe him <laughs> seeing you smoke's not that big a deal. Listen, listen, we don't get high on our own supply, Daniel. 
Um, I so, mean, that is true. That's literally what we're doing. <laughs> so, uh, where did I... Never mind. Anyway, so, <laughs> I was about to ask, where did they get the weed, like... Like, as in, like, <laughs> as in, like, do they buy it from Merrill? Or, like, does it come out of their paychecks? Like, I don't know. Anyways, do they just, just get a little pocket it, man. take-home baggie? Yeah, I guess they just pocket it. <laughs> take-home baggie. <laughs> Merrill's walking. Would you like a doggy baggie for your weed? <laughs> um, and uh, so everyone is like, what do you want to do when you're off this farm? Or, like, what do you want? And uh, we kind of get our main characters, like, um, what they want out of it, and Finn wants to live that beach life, that kind of mm-hmm. like you know, that sipping on what's his, coconut cocktails. He won't stop talking about yeah. coconut cocktails, which is weird and creepy. Uh, and <laughs> creepy. I don't know why it is. It's just strange. Anyways, and Cassidy is like, hey, like I'm just happy to be where I am, and I don't really want to be anywhere else. I just kind of go where the wind flows, kind of kind of yeah. attitude um and then uh i think finn one of the characters is like hey what's your worst memory though yeah jacob says something like that ends up being a way downer i don't honestly remember what he says something about losing his religion um yeah and yeah. then he like apologizes for it and then finn's like everybody tell me the thing that makes you the most sad of your memories though and i was like well this is weird <laughs> yeah it's a strange thing but i actually kind of like the scene we got a backstory about penny um about how he lost his uh lost his boyfriend some way shape or form in a farm like this but he was like the only one that ever he ever trusted or that ever trusted him and mm-hmm. then uh so he's kind of like still trying to find him but he's missing um and um a couple other characters share their stories, but it's I don't know it's if a lot I really, of really depressing get into it. stuff. It is a like, lot. I, of I don't want to go over it. It's a lot. It's all very depressing. Yeah. Um, you get to share one of your stories, but you don't share the Seattle one because apparently they already know about it. Yeah. Um, which was an int- I I didn't. Know I that let they the knew timer. I let the timer go out, and Daniel actually spoke up and and said his story, but his story was about how he had to leave uh chris aka captain spirit behind oh fuck i wish i would have done that that's so much more interesting yeah it was nice well i mean i guess not i gave the story about how you got like chained up by that crazy racist redneck in episode one holy shit it's pretty traumatic (laughs) yeah 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 so i just let i let daniel speak uh and it was nice uh i felt like he got to vent a little bit so yeah then the next major decision comes up and i think this is very important Mm-hmm. Huge decision. So Daniel uh, is like, I'm sleepy. Is it ready for bed? And you can either say, hell yeah, I want to keep keep the night alive. Let's keep partying. Or go to bed with your younger brother. <laughs> and what did you, a teenager, do? <laughs> Weirdly enough, I stayed up partying. What? What? No. No, no, no. No, no, no. Uh, so at this point... Um, again, you choose, and I also chose the same thing because I'm a teenager, I'm Sean, uh, and there's no way I'm going to bed with my younger brother while I'm hanging out with some cutie hippies and some fucking beers and weed. You can walk mm-hmm. yourself. You got superpowers, boy. <laughs> you'll be okay. You'll, I promise. Yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. 
I saw you lift a tree trunk today of a redwood. <laughs> You'll be okay. Um, anyways, so if you do, you know, Cassie's like, oh, I'll, or no, right? Like, I'll walk the, I'll, no, Finn, Finn walks him. Finn walks yeah, him. Yeah, Finn decides yeah. to walk him back. And if I'm like, oh, if I was just going to walk him back, I could have done that and come right back. But yeah. he obviously wanted you to stay. Anyways, so, uh, and Cassie says, it's time for you to get a haircut because you got long, 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 scraggly hair that I don't really think is that bad, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's each, a little scraggly. To each their own. And um, you're like, all right, well, who's going to cut my hair? And then here comes Finn. <laughs> he's got scissors, and he's ready to cut your hair. And he gives you a haircut. <laughs> and it's a haircut, all right? I don't yeah. know if I like it, but it's a haircut. I kind of do. It grew on me pretty quickly. You get like a what is that hairstyle called? It's like a it's like if you got a mohawk, but it all went forward. Yeah, and it's like much yeah yeah much shorter than that too. But it, yes. it's uh, I, I it's don't know. Okay. I think it's an all right look. It's an all right look for him. And then uh, you kind of all stand around and you kind of just learn that they are uh, polygamists in in this in this zone a little bit. They're they're just kind of like. All, all, no rules. All right, just horny, pretty much. Yeah, that seems basically. to be the rules. And they kind of laugh at Daniel because he's like, "How long have you been together?" And they're like, "Oh, oh no, we just fuck uh, when we <laughs> want to." And then you get to um, they, they kind of talk about you know uh, sexuality, and Daniel gets to not Daniel. Whoops, <laughs> Sean gets to. <laughs> Daniel gets to say if he likes boys or not. Daniel pops out of the tent, runs over, <laughs> and like, "Hey guys!" <laughs> uh, so you get to decide if you if you are mostly into girls or I don't remember the options, but you get to decide his sexuality, and, basically, or and, if he's just not interested in dating anyone. Yeah, yeah. What I'm, I'm curious. What did, what did you? What is your shot? Not that it matters or anything. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. I I picked mostly into girls because I felt like that's kind of the the framework the game had laid for us previously i like knew that, it that's just sort of what it felt like i um, fucking knew it you're afraid to make him <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> uh i i don't know that like that, I, that it makes made sense. sense to me yeah. also i looked and i was like i might have the option to be romantically inclined with either cassidy or finn i'd probably go for cassidy in this situation yeah and so that's what i chose i i said some boys are cute and that was kind of a fun little thing. I don't really remember the dialogue options after that. But I pretty much yeah. just locked in Finn. That was pretty much what I said. <laughs> some boys are cute. Do. I just locked in Finn, which I think is kind of unfair. Uh, because saying some boys are cute does not automatically lock you in as being no. gay. But, I mean, no, I it think it's possible you can still get Cassidy. But I think it was the game was like, all right, I smell what you're putting down. And put me on the right track. Uh, <laughs> no. I really liked the the scene around the fire. Like I, yeah. I think the banter, especially in the second half, was really good. And I think that the characterizations um, of the relationships between these people who have been together for a long time and kind of like your trepidation in trying to be a part of the group but also being a little bit uncomfortable around them, like it all plays really, really well. And, man, I, I think I have a question about this that I was going to ask later on, but oh, it just feels so good to be with a cast of characters again. Yeah. Like, I just missed that so much from season one and before the storm of being like, hey, 
here are the six other characters as opposed to the one that you will meet this episode, basically. And you know what else I like about him? Hmm. If there's anything Don't Nod knows how to write and make situations for, it's young adults or teens. Like, they just know how to write those suckers. They just, anytime they do an adult, it just feels stunted and awkward sometimes. And just like, I don't know. They just write that younger generation a lot better, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's the focus. Better. It's what they wanted to do. Yeah. And it's just like the first two chapters are very adult heavy and also Sean and Daniel heavy. And like... Don't get me wrong, I love those suckers, but I wanted some other characters. Yeah, I think the way that Sean specifically, because this is a much more Sean-heavy than Daniel-heavy episode, the way that Sean interacts with everyone else in the camp is such a refreshing change from him just telling Daniel, stop using your powers all yeah. the time. Actually, just stop. That's not using your powers. He's just telling him all the time to just stop. <laughs> like, just doing stop. anything. Just, God. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's move on because we only have one more big chunk and then we can get in more open-ended questions. Um, yes. So the final chunk of this has, I think, honestly, my favorite montage in all of Life is Strange when Sean realizes he oversleeps mm-hmm. the next day because he was drunk and maybe a little bit high and just got a haircut, which takes it out of you. Um, <laughs> so he wakes up to the sound of Big Joe honking his horn and everyone calling his name, and we get... A really, really good song that I have definitely immediately saved to my Discover Weekly mm-hmm. playlist because it's so good. Um, and then, like, Sean hurriedly gets dressed to this, like, sort of techno pop music and runs and, like, hops onto the truck as it's basically pulling away and everyone's, like, chanting his name for him to get on there. And then we just get a really good montage of them all, like, joking around and working on the weed farm. And it's just, it's so good, man. It's so good. It's so wholesome. I love this fucking montage. It's so wholesome, yet it has like the like illegal undertone that makes it like feel so unique. You know? Yeah, I love it. Ugh. It's very good. But you know, that's two and a half minutes, and then things go the life is strange sort of way from there. Yep. Um. So Meryl calls everyone in. It's basically like, hey, it's payday. Like everyone come in here. And Daniel tries to walk in, and Sean tells him like, hey, no, we talk about this every week. Stay out here. Daniel, you know, huffs and puffs and says, I work too on the weed farm. I should also get paid. Like, yeah, but also just stay out there for a minute. Um, And as Meryl is going through his big speech about who apparently is going to get the bonus for being the best at trimming buds, (laughs) I don't really know. This was weird. That section was so funny to me. He was like, all right, the moment everyone's been waiting for. And they're all like, yes. And he's like, Sean. And I'm like, oh, fuck, what is he going to say? You cut weed very good. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so good. Yeah. Uh, but as he is about to announce who gets the bonus money, you hear a crash from, you know, in the back somewhere, and Big Joe, you know, comes storming out to the front, you know, Daniel in tow, and Daniel apparently tried to, like, sneak in, and they accuse him of trying to steal shit, and Daniel says he wasn't. And Meryl, and kind of the part where his character starts to be a little bit shitty of a person um basically tells big joe like hey this isn't gonna happen like teach the kid a lesson more or less and also says hey nobody's getting paid because this shit happened and also sean and daniel you're fired don't ever come back and then leaves um and then big joe is essentially getting ready to beat up daniel which is like yo he's eight and you have an assault rifle basically as an arm so you don't need to do this (laughs) um 
<laughs> but Daniel <laughs> uses powers. <laughs> Sorry. And throws a, throws an ashtray at the back of Big Joe's head, and then you can kind of choose whether to claim responsibility for it or not. I. This was another one of those that didn't really feel like a choice to me because, like, it seems like, of course, Sean would do that. I don't yeah. know if you chose uh, to take I, responsibility. Sometimes my – I was playing with an Xbox controller, and sometimes it didn't do what I wanted it to do, and it timed out, and then Finn took the punch. Ooh. Oh, okay. Damn. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Um, either way, he punches whoever says they threw it, uh, and then we kind of smash cut back to the camp. Um and we have the because you know there were a couple people in that room so they all saw uh daniel uses powers so daniel is basically showing off lifting up pine cones and explaining to people like hey i have these magic psychic powers i'm magneto but for everything and Mm -hmm. then you kind of talk to people and i really like this because you're like hey nobody can fucking know and like cassidy and finn are immediately like yeah no obviously but um Jacob? I think his name's Jacob. The yes. guy who is, like, searching for a reason to be religious again, essentially, was like, hey, this is, like, something really big, and more or less says, I don't know if I can keep this a secret, and I really liked, like, that interaction, because I was like, yeah, somebody, he's got magic fucking powers. This is, why <laughs> is nobody having more of a fit over this? Yeah, your grandpa was like, yeah, yeah, I realized a couple weeks in, <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, so that was good, and then immediately Finn pulls just a big old fucking heel turn and was like, "Hey, we could probably use his magic powers to break into Meryl's safe. I know where it is, and he could probably bust that shit open." Um, and Cassidy jumps down his throat and starts screaming at him like, "No, that's way too dangerous. You're a fucking idiot." Um, and then everyone sort of leaves, and on your way back to the camp, you talk to Finn again, and he essentially just proposes the same idea says like hey you know i understand it's dangerous but think of all the money we could get you could go to mexico like tonight without any problems and then you get a choice on whether or not you want to participate in this like heist of the safe basically Mm -hmm. um and what did you choose here duncan here's the thing here's the thing is i knew the game wasn't going to give me that money because what kind of fucking episode would it be if you got like ten thousand you know, ten, you know, a hundred thousand dollars, and you just flew to Mexico. Like, that's not going to be <laughs> this it. Is the, this is the Life is Strange two speedrun strat where you get to skip episode four. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Um, and episode five is just fucking drinking coconut, uh, <laughs> whatever's cocktails. Cocktail. Yeah, and and hanging out on the beach. Now, I knew it wasn't going to give me that money, so I thought about it, but then I said, wait, but Sean doesn't know that. And I think Sean's pretty tired of this shit. And I said, all right, let's do it. I said, all right, let's do it. Duncan. What? Duncan. What? I wanted a coconut cocktail. What? You know that the safe is guarded. Not guarded necessarily, but the safe (sighs) is under the protection of Mr. Machine Gun. He's got four machine guns for each of his appendages. (laughs) And you're going to try to break into that safe with your nine-year-old brother? I mean, listen, I watched him... Lift pine cones with precision. I think he can handle bullet time on some bullets and reflect it back at his big Joe. I watched him throw a rock at two pine cones. He obviously is bulletproof. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, no, so this, this, this is the interesting. 
this is the interesting thing because I, I do think this next couple of scenes can play out in a lot of different ways. I yes. actually heard that they this episode had the most possible like narrative choices of any Life is Strange episode they've okay. ever put out. Um, so I'm kind of curious to see how that went. Um, so I will just go through and explain how mine went, and then you can maybe like I will tell differences you, with what you saw. There's a there's a point where they join together. Yeah. Okay. So that we'll, makes sense. We'll talk about that when you get to it. Yeah. Um, so for me, I said no and basically told him again, like, hey, this is way too dangerous. You're a fucking idiot. And he accepts that and, you know, is very cordial about it. Um, and then you, you know, you walk around at this camp, which is basically having a big goodbye party, um, for you and you can talk to everybody. There's a couple of good lines of dialogue here, but it's mostly just like fun stuff. There's a really fun scene between, um, Penny and, uh, Anders. Anders is like that big... Swedish dude who's just like really drunk and Penny's just still into his conspiracy theory shit and it's just fun to be around those characters mm-hmm. um so I really like that but you or at least for me like talking to Cassidy was kind of the the next step um and she offers to give you a tattoo to remember her and everything by and you get a choice of like whether or not you want to get that tattoo and then you get a choice of either letting her choose what tattoo to give you or to get a tattoo of a wolf um, so I chose to get a tattoo and to get a wolf tattoo, and let me tell you, that is a trash-ass-looking yeah, wolf. Yeah. That looks so fucking bad. Yeah, I got the same wolf tattoo, man. It's it's dick. It's ass. It's so fucking bad. Yeah. And she's so proud of it, and it's like, uh, cool. Uh, thanks. Good tattoo. And then she, like, wraps it in plastic wrap, basically, and it's like, you know I'm going to leave, right? Like, I'm not going to be able to take care of this very well. <laughs> Um, from there, she basically says, hey, I'm going to go swimming and goes off to the lake. So you, again, I'm not sure if you have the option to not join her. Um, maybe you can go do other stuff, but yeah. So that, that seems crazy to me that you wouldn't, um, because that just seems like the teen sort of story to do. So you go there and obviously she wants to go skinny dipping and the water is really cold. Um, but eventually I did it. Um, and this is kind of where you can initiate whether or not you want to, you know, go into a romance with Cassidy, you can, you know, say, like, oh, hey, this is fun, but I'm not interested in it, or you can, like, kiss her, and then start a whole romance subplot, which is obviously what I did, because, come on, like, give me that teen romance drama, I want it, I need it in my life, Mm -hmm. um, and it was a really good scene, it was just kind of nice and sweet, and you, like, get out of the water, and, you know, you're both putting your clothes on, and Cassidy looks over and comments that the water must have been really cold, and I was like, damn, Cassidy, Oh, you a cold-hearted bitch. Big oof. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, you go back to her tent, you hang out in her tent, and then you can, again, make another choice, but you end up sleeping with Cassidy um, in a scene that was, like, way more earnest and sweet than I had actually expected it to be. Um, it was really good. Like, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. to have a hardcore sex scene? <laughs> I expected it to be kind of like a throwaway thing, like yeah. them to walk into the tent and then maybe there to be, like, you know... Maybe Sean comes after. out with a big puff cigarette and he walks around <laughs> yeah, like a man. Like He's got a different walk cycle now. <laughs> yeah, basically. I expected that. Uh, no, but you get like a good scene in there where, you know, he's really nervous and confesses that he's a virgin and she says that she knows and doesn't care. And then they just have like some sweet dialogue back and forth. Oh, and then, that's cute. you know, he talks a little bit like they talk for a little bit after and he talks about how he's sad that they waited so long to do that and that you know he's still really nervous about everything and um then they leave and go into the tent and it's revealed immediately as soon as they get out that 
um, Finn took Daniel and they went to go break into the safe anyway, even though you told them not to. All right, let's rewind a little bit. Of course they did, but yeah, rewind it. Okay, pretty much everything that could have been the same. However, in the beginning, after you say yes, you kind of like are like um, Finn is like, okay, great, and uh, you talk a little bit about life and stuff like that. And uh, because I chose the, I think some boys are cute. Uh, he's like, hey, you want to kiss? Pretty much, and uh, <laughs> and and you make out for a little bit, and then he's like, all right, uh, you know, let's meet back to pull off that heist. And you, Daniel, kind of walks away, and I gotta like this. He's like, as he's walk away, he's kind of in his own thoughts. He's like, did I just actually do that, or did that? What was? Okay, mm-hmm. I kind of want to go back and do that again, but I'm not sure. But, okay, I've got too many things to think about right now. I thought that was kind of nice. Uh, yeah. But, anyway, so you can go and do all the same things with Cassidy. And when she asks you, hey, are you going to go do that heist thing? Like, are you going to do that plan? You can say yes or no. And I assume <laughs> I assume that if you say no, she will still do everything with you. But if you say Maybe? yes, I don't know. If you say yes, it's an automatic stop, and she's like, "You fucking asshole, you idiot!" And then she storms off and uh, is extremely upset about about what you've made as a decision. So she's really upset okay. with me. Um, gotcha. Uh, which is upsetting because she's a good she's a good friend for 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 that for that shawty boy. But hey, gotta live that what beach are you life. Do? Gotta live that beach Gotta life. live that beach life. So, that beach life. <laughs> so then I walk back uh, to to Sean or to Daniel, and uh, then I said, "All right, we're gonna do this thing, and go ahead and continue from where you were." Yeah. Okay. So from my end, um, you and Cassidy decide that hey, they're probably already there. We got to go steal a car from Big Joe, um, <laughs> which is just a ballsy fucking choice, but I love it. Um, so you go there and you have the option of kind of like basically slashing the tires on the truck you're not going to take, which hell yeah, fuck that guy. Um, and then you, you know, small puzzles, you hotwire a truck, drive it away. I think Big Joe can either like recognize you or not be alerted or can see someone stealing his truck, but not knowing who, which I don't really know how that plays out, but I think is interesting. Yeah. Um, so then I showed up at the weed farm, Cassidy and I did, and it was all nighttime and there was like some good kind of like hey, shit, we got to go in music that was, like, you know, bumping bass lines. Uh, and I think there's a lot you could probably do here at this point, but I did fucking none of it. I just, like, beeline straight for the door, um, and you arrive. You and Cassidy bust into the door at the same time that Finn and Daniel are, like, just about to try and pull off the heist and, like, open the next door. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how it got uh, to there for you. Pretty much just me, Daniel, and, um, and Finn did the exact same thing except mm-hmm. we broke all of the cameras with Daniel's okay. powers. Interesting. And then when you're in the the place does Cassidy come in or is she just not there anymore for you? She's not there because she just she did not Which, come because yeah. I told her what we were doing. Okay. So I didn't know if she would show up at the end and be like, "Hey, don't there's, do this." But. There's a possibility that she shows up I think, but you have to, like, do certain things. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, for my money, you have, like, a brief argument, and then Finn tries to convince you to do it again, and saying, like, hey, we're already here, like, let's just do it. And this was the point where I considered it, because I was like, well, 
we are already pretty deep in the shit. Yeah. Maybe we should. But I decided to stick true to Sean being, like, overprotective of his little brother and kind of freaking out. And he says no. Um, and basically, when you're like, no, let's get out of here, Finn starts to maybe give up. But Daniel's basically like, no, I'm a big kid. I'm a man. I can do this. And, like... Yeah you're trying to sneak through the house and he just fucking blows the door open into the next room, like just completely knocks it off its hinges, which is very smart. Um, <laughs> so as you walk into the next room, who should show up but Meryl with a shotgun because you just blew the door off the hinges, so obviously he's fucking awake now. Yeah. Um, and then, again, and these scenes can play out, I think, pretty wildly differently in terms of like the minute-to-minute, but... For me, he basically shows up and tells everyone to get on their knees, um, and we do, and Finn tries to, like, talk him out of shooting them, basically, which I don't actually think, I don't know if he's going to shoot them or not. Um, but I he, think the intention was the, I want, I'm going to teach you all a lesson, so I'm going to shoot Finn, and you yeah. two are going to get the fuck out of here. That seems to maybe be what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, so as he, like basically starts to raise his gun to potentially shoot Finn. Um, I told Daniel to use his powers because I was like, well, I'm not going to watch a dude get shot. That seems shitty. Yeah. Um, so Daniel uses his powers to, like, knock the shotgun out of Meryl's hand and knock Meryl down and then stands up and then Meryl pulls a pistol out of his back and shoots Daniel um, in the shoulder and then Daniel, like, loses his shit and does, you know, goes, like, straight episode one and or... I think maybe it happened in part of episode two. But or Super where, Saiyan. You know, whatever yeah, one. he goes Super Saiyan. Everything just basically explodes around him um, and then cut to black and then fade in to, again, really good music. Mm-hmm. Um, that just, like, for me, just cameras over the body of Meryl, who might be dead, who knows, um, and then Cassidy, who is probably not dead but looked pretty fucked up, and Finn, who is not dead but looked pretty fucked up, uh, and then... Sean, who is definitely not dead, but at least for me, like, it very clearly looked like he was fucked up and there was just a shard of glass jag, like, jabbed into his eye. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And then, like, that's the end of the episode. And I was like, wow, I feel like I did that very badly. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that too much different could turns have out. Turns out it's always going to be bad. <laughs> yeah, um, well, I figured it would always be bad. Yeah. But. Um, so pretty much the exact same up to the conflict. Uh, Finn, uh, the boys, I'm just going to call them the boys from now on, uh, bust, <laughs> bust into the house and um, they quietly open the door and they open the safe, see all the money. And this is where I realized that maybe I made the wrong choice. <laughs> is Finn looks at it. He's like, oh, fuck, I've never seen so much cash. Like, he's freaking out. And he starts, like, grabbing it all. And Sean's looking at him like, oh, fuck. Like, this is gross. Like, I don't like this. And yeah. um, you're kind of, like, quietly arguing. And it's strange because Finn is grabbing all the money. And, like, maybe if Sean was having a conflict, like, I get that he's paused for a bit. But, like, no one else is grabbing any money. Like, I, it's driving me nuts. Uh, but he does see a gun in there, and he grabs. Uh, you can either grab the gun or leave it there. I obviously grabbed it because, like, why have fucking wouldn't you? Um, and I think this is, like, the second opportunity we've had to grab a gun. Anyways, um, so then Meryl is like, hey, you could try being more quiet. What the fuck was your plan to just bust out of here? Like, what are you thinking? And um, you get two different opportunities to 
use the gun or use Daniel's powers or to obey uh, what he was saying. So the first opportunity, he said, get on your knees, and I obeyed. And then the second opportunity, I could either use gun, use powers, or obey, and I told Daniel to use his powers. Um, Daniel, again, same scene, flew the shotgun. He shot Daniel in the arm with the pistol, and then we got the same scene. However, if you use the gun, uh, he... Um, he keeps the shotgun in hand and he shoots Finn like, and to death, like he's dead, full on dead. Uh, so Jesus. using the gun kills Finn <laughs> using Daniel's powers, just shoots Daniel. And honestly, I'm happy with what I got. <laughs> like, yeah. It seems like the other way was not great either. Yeah. And then the exact same thing happens. Uh, except for, for you, Cassidy was not there, right? Right. Yeah. Except the other cool detail, though, is that in the house, there was also just, like, money everywhere, which is a cool detail and, like, a nice difference between, like, your ending and my ending. Is there's just, like, huh. money flying everywhere because we busted open the safe. Um, Interesting. Which is cool. I like that uh, little detail. And same fucked up eye. And then we get a little Jesus. teaser of uh, him walking, uh, uh, just uh, Sean walking on a lonely road with an ominous Assuming. voice. Yeah. Somebody telling him that he's all alone now um, and explaining that. And that, yeah, Daniel's gone. That's like, I, I think I said that. I don't remember. But yeah. that's kind of the other thing is Daniel is nowhere in that final shot. No. Um, and everyone else is passed out and or dead. Um Yo, that power. That was a fucked up ending. Yeah, it was good. I was, I was all getting excited. I was like, yeah, like Cassidy's on my side. She's gonna join us for our next adventure. We're gonna have some fun times, and like, we'll get there. We'll stop them, and everything will be good. And then, boy, howdy, it went south. Oh, so fucking quickly. Yeah. Oh, it went south so quickly. Yeah, and I'm kind of disappointed that like we're going to have to go in that direction. And I don't think we're really going to see those characters the same way we see them, you know, in episode three, yeah. uh, which I understand partially. And I wonder how they will or can bring them back. I feel like they have to, but I'm not sure if they will. So I hope they do in some way. Cassidy or Finn. I think everyone else. Oh, probably not. Definitely not anyone else, but the main, yeah, Cassidy and Finn, the main love interests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was episode two, or episode three of season two. Um, uh, just real quick, play back that beginning. Um, <clears throat> we're just going to try and step through this real quick. <laughs> it was a good episode. <laughs> it was a really good episode, and I'm it happy was, we talked through it. Me too. It was such a good episode. Like that, that is kind of the main point I want to hammer home is I think they did so much right this episode that they traditionally do not always do right. Um, I think character interactions can be bad. I think pacing can typically be bad. Um, you only went to two locations, basically. I think you went to three locations technically this episode, but it yeah, never felt overused. Um, no, I know. I I'd seen some people say like, "Oh, not a lot happened this episode," but that I I just what? don't agree with that at all. I think <laughs> There's this been was so way much that better. happened. I mean, like they didn't go very far but like as as characters they went super far and it set the scene for the next two episodes like you know yeah ah, ah, no you're wrong i'm sorry you're wrong <laughs> if you said that you're wrong fight me <laughs> as long as you don't as long as you can't pick up tree trunks with your mind then yeah and then no guns also because apparently that goes bad every time yeah, too. yeah also um, no assault rifles on your body i felt 
I felt so fucking bad when Daniel got shot. I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, I did it wrong. And so does he always get shot, or if you obey everything? I know Finn gets shot, but then he doesn't? I yes, I think that's the that's the like you killed my friend. The the most interesting one, and I don't know what the fuck you had to do to mess this up so bad, is Cassidy you and Cassidy come in like you know, like you did, and if you're apparently a really bad brother, he Daniel freaks out and he goes, You did this. You're the reason my brother doesn't, you know, like like spend time with me and he uses his powers to like fling Cassidy across the room. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Because he definitely, he definitely yelled at Cassidy in my playthrough. Did he like um, actually like force push her across the room? I don't remember him force pushing her across the room. I thought he was just yelling at her. Um, hmm. Okay, but yeah, he definitely does be like, "My brother's spending all this time with you instead of me," and I was like, "Dude, calm down. We had sex like thirty minutes ago. Be cool. <laughs> be cool." <laughs> yeah, Daniel, be chill. Be chill. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I want to step through a couple of questions. I think we got most of them out of the way in yeah. this discussions about the scenes, so I don't want to do too much here. Um, we got to do those, fan qu- those, those, those questions from, not fans, but from people. I'm going to call them fans. Uh, yeah. I figured we'd throw those at the very end because they're more prediction-based. Okay, um, that's fair. And that I don't want to like break the, the, the stride we have going there. I guess, so... I, I guess I'm a little bit curious because you had mentioned something about this. Like, do you think the strained relationship between Daniel and Sean, like, did that feel earned for you in this episode? Did that, like, work for you? Or was it just like, oh, my God, I'm sick of this? I felt like like it was evolving to this point. And honestly, I wish it wasn't so... Hmm. This is a tough one. I really think that it was sold to me in a way that was different. And I feel like him and I were getting to a point where we could kind of solve the issue. But I think the relationship between Sean and Daniel, the way it was before, it felt like a conflict between Sean and Daniel in the sense that it was based on the situations they were in. Whereas Mm -hmm. this feels more like Daniel's and Sean's like emotional states and conflicting as brothers and like Daniel's feelings. Like it felt more like these were two characters that were going through uh, separate emotional things rather than like, these are two characters who are stuck in a bad situation. Do you know what Mm, I mean? Okay. Like it felt like because the situation wasn't as bad, I felt like there was enough room to breathe where both of the characters could emotionally develop a little bit and the conflict felt a little bit more real. Um, Like I I don't remember too much from the second episode, to be honest, except like the ending and beginning. Uh, But the Mm -hmm. conflicts in there seemed, they seemed real, but they didn't feel as good. Like they didn't give me as much satisfaction. Um, I think, Part of the reason, because I felt that way too, and I think part of the reason is the difference in perspective, because a lot of the conflict in episode two came from Daniel finding uh, Chris, the other little boy, and like that being an outlet for him, and him struggling with, like, I know I'm not supposed to be doing this, but also this makes me feel like a normal kid again, um, which I think is really interesting, but because we don't get like that all from Daniel's point of view, it's not as impactful. And this was sort of the same thing, but flipped, where it's like, hey, like I am now struggling with 
having an identity with this other group of people while also knowing that I have these other brotherly duties to step onto. And I think that that is part of why it was so much more easy to buy that conflict. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with that for sure. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I I really, I, I, that last thing there was kind of what worked for me was I, the the strange relationship and the like Daniel don't do this and Daniel doing it you you know how every episode has gone so far yeah. um yeah I that's worked for me before but I never felt responsible for it I always felt like oh well this is going to happen because Daniel is not listening to anything even though I'm constantly trying to be a big brother whereas this one was a lot of me saying like hey I know, like, if I went to bed with Daniel right now, he'd probably be cooler. Or if I listened to him and maybe did some of his ideas, he'd probably be more okay with it. But I just want to, like, interact with these people more. I just want to be friends and have this life for a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I and that's the a best. lot more responsibility for And that's it. the best struggle. Like, that's the best uh, kind of thing that's... And I think it's a lot of relatability because that's what we struggled with a lot in the first two episodes is that we just couldn't relate to the situation because it's very specific. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, and and even though this, this, this situation is not, you know, specific, uh, to a, um, to like, it's not, it's common, but like the feelings Mm. between the two characters are common. Um, as we saw in the flashback to kind of bring it home of like what this feels like in a, in a more modern, like, you know, I shouldn't say modern and a more stable home, I guess is the best way to say it versus how these feelings feel when you are, you know, in this situation instead. Um, yeah. Which is really cool. They, they play with it in a really smart way. And like, that is things like that are why I think that this episode was the best and why I, I say it is the most adult. Like it feels like it is not written as kind of over the top teen drama, in yeah. this episode, it feels like it is a drama focused on teens and coming-of-age stories, but is written in a very adult fiction kind of way. Yeah. And I think it was, it was just such a such an impactful step upwards for this series. Because, like, that conversation we just had, I don't feel like we had anything quite that deep to say in episode two. Right, yeah. I mean, episode two is mostly, like... Ha, isn't it isn't people. it isn't it weird that the grandparents are weird <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah <laughs> yeah and then they they have that string with the mom like that um yeah can i like be thread, honest with but you? that hasn't gone anywhere i don't really yeah. care about that i don't either I, just, I hope that they just sort of drop it yeah. i mean i don't because that's bad storytelling but i i hope they don't. do because they just they just go well we had that thing and now we don't and <laughs> it's okay like I, yeah. i'm fine with that um but yeah. So, did you feel like because that relationship sold in you, did you feel like some of the choices in this game were as or as not as impactful? I'll say right off the bat, I think it's pretty obvious the last thirty minutes were impactful with the choices. Mm-hmm. But how did you feel about the rest? I I thought so. It, it's weird because I don't feel like the major choices were wildly impactful because I didn't, you know care about a lot of them because i thought they were just so obvious which one felt in character which i guess is a you know quality to the game because a lot of those were not like 100 percent of people chose one way or the other um but i think the minor choices 
felt a lot better. Like the, do I stay at the campfire? Do I get this tattoo to remind me of this girl that I've been, you know, hanging out with for a little while? Like all of those little choices felt a lot better, even if they didn't feel necessarily as impactful. Because, like, the choices last episode were definitely impactful. Because my Chris might be dead because I fucked up a lot of them. So, yeah, like, yeah. no, your Chris that had some impact. Different. He's dead. He's dead for sure. Yeah. Um, but I think that they, they all felt a lot better. That's good. I, I feel the same way, so I'm not going to really comment too much more on that one. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes. I, I think the only other thing I wanted to talk about on this list of questions we have that we didn't touch on before um, was kind of technical issues because I think that has been something that has uh, plagued is a strong word, but it's been a kind of consistent theme in season two more so than in season one where it, it feels like I don't know what the root causes and I don't want to speculate, but I've seen a lot more like graphical glitches or audio glitches. I had, you know, at one point I was talking to Cassidy about the tattoo and like the character model for Ingrid just sort of popped on the screen but not completely it was basically just like the top third of her and it was all on the lower third of the screen for like just until the camera shot changed and then she was gone and i was like what the is she like <laughs> is she leaning over to pick something up what's going on right now <laughs> yeah uh, and things like that they didn't like they in no way shape or form ruined the game for me and i think they were a lot better than in episode two. Oh yeah but it's definitely been something that's way more pervasive this season and it definitely does pop me out of the narrative a little bit i don't i don't ever feel like it pop like i don't feel like that kind of stuff pops me out of the narrative i just think it makes me it just reminds me that i'm playing a game and it makes me laugh sometimes and like mm. it's good to have that feeling sometimes but i understand what you're saying um mine was the your characters peeling potatoes and the just like when you set down a potato, you like look. You can look down and see that the potato unpeels itself and then just immediately <laughs> rushes to the other side of the basket. And it's like the funniest thing to watch. <laughs> so you're just infinitely peeling these potatoes. It's so good. Um, oh, but also amazing. that like he there were just scenes where he'd just be peeling nothing. Um, uh, but anyways. The major thing for me is my save file didn't work. I took a break at that two-hour mark, and it just don't work. And I'm not going to focus on that too much because I know we're running low on time. But also, I don't know what the fuck happened. I blame it most on Steam, but I was not happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's that rough. That's rough. But I, to be um, honest, it does not impact my like enjoyment of the game or immersion, to be honest. That's fair. I just I think the art style is so striking and unique and also this episode was fucking gorgeous oh yeah top to bottom yeah like i i it the art style is not necessarily different i just feel like they nailed it this episode the color um, it's it's a lot about the colors that they use yeah like, it, was, it was really good also the character models were pretty good i think some of them weren't yeah. that great but um i think cassidy and um and finn had really good character models also penny penny had a good one too Jacobs was yeah. like every was just like someone they just pulled from the first game probably that we didn't even notice, and mm. uh, and as well as like I think Meryl looked pretty unique too. I think all the characters were actually really it was well modeled weird in this one. That in the second half of the game, if you looked really closely, Big Joe was just a walking <laughs> pile of AR-15s. It was weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean. 
that was an odd decision to be honest but i <laughs> think choice but. i think it was fine i think it's more commentary like they were doing the like the trump commentary i think it's just more commentary <laughs> like that they were just afraid we might not get it if he was only half AR-15, <laughs> so they turned him entirely in. Um, yeah, so absolutely gorgeous episode. We are, I think, about 25 minutes over what I wanted to be at, so let's get to these questions from the listeners, do, do, the fans, do, 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 as I like do, do, to call do, 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 them. But, uh, yeah. Um, so these are sourced from Reddit. These are largely questions about the you know sort of speculation. Um, but Ace Kaiser, Reddit user Ace Kaiser, asks um, from episode three, who do we think the guy is from the like kind of stinger for episode four and as a whole for Life is Strange season two? Where do we think it's kind of heading? Um, specifically, he notes that, or they note that, um, you know, we know Don't Nod likes to make us feel emotional in Life is Strange season one. So, kind of, what are our predictions for what's going to happen? For the guy in the teaser, I have no idea. It's Brody. It's Brody. It's Brody. It's Brody. Next. Thank you. you. Thank you, Next. Thank you for the question. Um, I I don't know who it is. Like, I genuinely don't know. I I, I don't recognize that voice. I think it's going to be a brand new character. And that's, like, maybe not a super interesting take, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be a brand new character because they have... A Brody new character. So far... So far, they have flushed every cast of characters with every new episode, so I don't think they'll be returning to the well. Um, yeah. Maybe in episode five we get, like, a, a callback, but I don't think it'll be in anything in episode maybe four. Maybe it's Big Joe's counterpart, a massive AK-47. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Big Joe's counterpart or Big Joe and Nightwear? I don't know. It's all the same, really. Um, as far as the second part of the question, um, do you have any? do you have any predictions? Yeah, I I do think Here's, I don't know. This is kind of I always think the worst things are going to happen. So I do think they're going to make it to Mexico again. Um, they won't in episode four. Episode four will be a bunch of trials and tribulations. But mm-hmm. you know, Daniel will fuck something up, and it'll all go well in the end. Um, and then they'll make it to Mexico. And I think like the the thread with their mom is going to come back in such a way that either oh. they leave. <laughs> No. Or they don't like they maybe split, or they don't want to go in because um, Daniel wants to go find their mom, or something like that, which will then cause the cops to oh, find them. Oh shit! You're right, dude. Daniel's gonna go straight for the mama. Yeah, that's probably where he went because he's <sighs> gone now. God damn it! Yeah, you're yeah. right. Uh, he's holding so on because is... he was when you're in the tent. He's like Daniel always is like reading this and rereading it and holding on to it. Mm-hmm. Ah, fuck. Mm-hmm. Ah. Also, I didn't mention this in the story summary, um, if that's what we want to call it, but there's definitely a line where Sean says something about the cops, and Daniel basically says, I can take care of cops. And I was like, damn, <laughs> Holy Daniel, shit. you're fucking cold. Sorry, sorry, what did you just say? <laughs> I can take care of cops? No, no, oh, no, no, before no, that. The, damn, Daniel. Thank you. God bless. Uh, so <laughs> I agree. I personally, I love... I think you're right, Alex, and I think they're going to end up with the mom, but I personally love the idea of them making it to Mexico and, like, just, like, living that life out. I like that I idea do too. a lot, but I don't Here's think it's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. Here's where they're going to play our heartstrings. We yeah. are going to get a scene at the end where 
We mm-hmm. have the cops it. having a standoff with Sean and Daniel near their mom. Yep. And you're going to have a choice. And I don't know what the other choice is, but I know what that choice I'm going to make is going to lead to. And it's going to be a scene where Daniel kind of goes crazy. Yeah. Some cops, like, shoot Sean. And then it's like a frantic rush. Like, what are they going to do? It's going to fade to black. We're going to see, like... You know, a car driving into Puerto Lobos, and we're gonna be like, "Oh, they did it! God, Thank God!" To and then so it's good. gonna, it's gonna cut to uh, Daniel standing next to his grandparents as they unload Sean's hearse out of the back of the car <laughs> and then bury him <laughs> at the grandparents' place. <gasps> oh um, and no! It's gonna be the worst, and you're gonna feel terrible. Um, but I think Sean dying is very, very in the cards. Oh shit! I think Daniel dying is very in the cards. I don't think they they don't. Think I don't think the they balls. have the balls. No, no, no. You're right. Um, but I don't know, dude. I just, I just want them to make it to Mexico with some sort of like realization about their lives, and it's just what I want. And I don't want the fucking mom to get involved. I just don't care about it. Anyways, yeah, I don't know. but we have a better character. Maybe she'll be really interesting and compelling. Maybe. Maybe. Well, um, those are our predictions. But, we'll we'll try. I kind of like this. I think we'll do it again on episode four. Yeah. Thank you. So, thank, thank you, you for Ace that Kaiser. question, Ace Kaiser. We also have another one from Null Poe Exception, oh, I um, that which one. I think is Null Pointer Exception. Uh, uh, Null. Yeah, you, you can read it. Uh, oh, okay. Thank you. You said you wanted to. Thank you. You know what? I appreciate it. Uh, where do you think we will find Sean at the start of the next episode? Since most likely there will be another Scott time skip. Of a month or two. I'm good at reading. Uh, <laughs> I was waiting for you to mess something up. <laughs> I was on the edge of my seat like, oh, he wants to read it? Okay. Okay. Well, it's definitely hot. <laughs> Wherever he is, it's hot. <laughs> is that what you wanted, Noel? I think that's what you wanted. <laughs> it's going to be hot because he's walking and it looks hot. Uh, Thank you, we Next. We will find him by himself in Texas. Episode four will be him. Looking for Daniel, guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Texas is definitely the right place. Um, and I also don't think it will be a month or two time skip. I think this one might only be like a week or two. Yeah. I mean, California to Texas, that's quite a while, but we'll see when Also, it... how long should you be in the hospital if a big shard of glass goes through your eye? Hmm. <laughs> that shit goes right to your brain, right? Like, you gotta be a little careful. Well, I don't think we saw how deep it was. That's true. He doesn't he's blind for sure. Oh, he's blind in one eye for sure. Yeah. He's got to be. Yeah. Oh, my God. Dude, he's got to look so cool with the eye patch. Oh, man. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that shot when he puts it on. Yeah. Here's actually. Can I roll back real quick? I know we're running low on time, but can I roll back to our predictions for the next episode? Yeah. Or sure. for the I mean, final episode a, or a the ending? Fucking time or anything. So go for it. No. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think they're going to make it a Port of Lobos. And, <laughs> and oh, okay. It's a joke. I think. Good to know. <laughs> And and they're and <laughs> it's not even that funny. And they're I, I just love that you couldn't get past the words Puerto Lobos without laughing. <laughs> and like their dad and grandparents and Mushroom and Brody and everyone are there, and they're like, ah, gotcha. Uh, and then they see like everything they've been through, like, oh fuck we made a mistake all right uh, oh we shouldn't have done that but it'll all be predicated on whether or not chris lived in your playthrough so i won't get that ending yeah and then max will be there and she says don't worry i can turn back time and then she turns it back uh throughout episode two and three don't not have been uh subtly 
uh, teasing the fact that Sean may actually have some kind of power. Him trying to levitate rocks, the group asking if he has powers. Uh, do we think he will be uh, revealed uh, to have one before the series ends? And if so, what would you like it to be? I like this question. It's fun. Um, what do you think? I was going to let you go because I've gone first All right. the last three. All right. I think he's going to – I honestly think he's going to have some sort of power. I think the the questions – well, I don't know. Maybe not. I'm I'm kind of 60-40 on that, 60% leaning he does. Uh, but I think maybe sometimes it's just kind of like establishing that family – I don't want to say jealousy, but like that like – I think that was kind of an element in the first thing where he's kind of a little bummed he didn't get the powers. Mm. Um, and I think that's just kind of part of it. Uh, I think it would be bonkers to, for him to have powers, but I still like that idea. Um, what do I think they would be, though? Um, I think it would be some sort of empathic, like, uh, like some sort of mind-reading powers. I think that would mm. be kind of cool. Okay, telepathic. But I, Empathic just means he can, like, feel what you're going through, you know? Yeah. I like that idea, though. <laughs> yeah, I, like I like the that. Sean superpowers empathy. <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't develop. I mean, it is a superpower. Five. I don't have it, so no one else could. <laughs> uh, fair. What do you fair. think? Do you I, think? I think, so, if he did have one, I think it would probably end up being something very similar to what... Um, what Daniel has, and I think they would stick with that and, like, kind of a, hey, maybe it's in the DNA, just sort of, like, teasing out that, hey, what is the nature of the supernatural in the series? Because mm -hmm. they've always kind of left it largely in the air. Nothing is explained, and I, I kind of like that. Um, do I actually think he'll have one, though? No. I could see them doing it. I definitely could see them doing it and, like, revealing that at the end of episode five or something. I think the story they're trying to tell is much more interesting if he doesn't have the powers. Though. Yeah, I like I like uh, the idea that maybe like on a whim he had a um like like as like maybe a car or a rock or something like that was hurling towards him. He's like no, and then he can actually float it. I think I'd be okay with that as like a very very end scene. Uh, but just like a quick teaser shot. Like a stinger at the end there or something. Yeah, something like that. Or, like, no, I'm saying, like, as a very, very end conflict. And, like, by him using it, I don't know. Mm, something gotcha. like that, it ends it. I don't know. Something bizarre like that. I could see. And yeah. unexplained. I think it's important that it's unexplained. Um, yes. If, if they go, man, how great would that be <laughs> if the final shot is, like, Sean proving he has powers, fade to black, fade back in, and it's just a guy sitting in a chair with a book that's like, here's how the supernatural works and life is strange, and then he just explains it for 25 minutes I wanna, straight at the camera. I want a long-haired man to sit down next to Daniel and go, well, the thing that's flowing through your body that are allowing you to make those powers are called midichlorians. I hope God. that happens. Uh, uh, our God. last <laughs> give Sean a cameo in Star Wars. <laughs> our last question comes from uh, uh, Dave Callow. Uh, Twitter handle is at Dave C A A C A O L O. Uh, he asked if we found yeah. the the collectibles as hard to find as I do. Well, I don't know what you mean by collectibles because I didn't find <laughs> jack shit. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. They they existed in episode one and episode two. 
Hmm. I cannot confirm their existence in episode three, though. <laughs> if you mean the drawings, I did two of those, but uh, yeah, I didn't yeah, find I mean, anything. You could find like the the you know, keychains and um, different patches for your backpack or whatever. Oh, that's right. I haven't found like any of those, man. I didn't find any in episode three, and I found very few in episode one and episode two. Yeah, um, they they're definitely very hidden. I so, will say Dave, that. yes, yeah, I found it really hard. Actually, <laughs> I didn't find any at all. <laughs> Their uh. mere existence wiped from my mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have been recording now for almost two hours. So yeah. that's going to do it. That's that is a wrap on season two, episode three of Life is Strange. So naturally, we will see you guys in like three <laughs> yeah. months. You all in three oof. months. Yeah, big oof there. Uh, to wrap things up quick, our Twitter handle is at thoughts from p1 our g our email is thoughts from player one at gmail.com if you want us to play any games have any questions about any games we're playing or games we have played feel free to send it to us please leave us a review on itunes it would help us out a lot uh and you can also check us out on spotify or anywhere else that you get podcasts usually um, Facebook. Facebook. You can also search for us on Facebook, just searching Thoughts from Player One in the search bar. Dang. Anything else? Real good there. You just burn through those. That's good. Anything no, else? you got it. All right. Um, science. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what you got over there, bud? Oh, in this drawer right here? Yeah. Oh, let's see. Oh, sorry. This is the wrong drawer. This is the drawer of all the bad closes we've done over the year. Let me oh, open this oh, drawer okay. over here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, this one's a bunch of ghost peppers. Oh, interesting. Interesting <laughs> that it's always ghost peppers. But, uh, well, I mean, hold on. Nope, there's a California Reaper in here. Nope, makes more done sense that one thematically too. given the episode. Ah, you're right. We can put another one in there. Uh, okay, good. You want to you wanna, you wanna drop that bad boy in? Yeah, let's drop that bad boy in there. Ooh, a new sound effect. <laughs> Let me, let me start around. Let me take a whip. Ooh, this chili pot is getting hot. Ooh, see you all later. <laughs> it's so bad, I hate it. It's so dumb. It's so bad. Oh, jeez.
Uh, shorter, shorter. So we're going to step through each part of 